Welcome back to the Hot to Bets Daily Pick Show for November 9th, 2021, opening night of the 2022 college basketball season. And I can't wait. It's it's been a long off season. Obviously, college basketball is, you know, what I love to bet on. It's it's where we make most of the money in the year. And it's shaping up to be a pretty good season. Lots of great matchups happening this year. Ton of great matchups here on opening night. Guys, a couple really good games that should be exciting. So let's just jump right into it. place to start with opening night picks then the champions classic kansas taking on michigan state game taking place at madison square garden and you know this kansas team enters the season third in the kim palm rankings they're 11th in the hot to bet power rankings but you know going to be a very very good team they return most of the production from last year's team and experience is going to be a major key for every team entering this season uh, michigan state on the other hand a little you know rough season last year no doubt they fall to 15 um, and 13 and you know get eliminated in the first four but they enter the season 22nd in the the kim palm rankings 43rd in the hot to bet power rankings and will fall outside of the ap rankings so um you know they're gonna be playing from behind they're gonna have to you know play as quote-unquote a slight underdog um on the season i mean it's still michigan state they're, they're still gonna be a great team i would uh, imagine but um they just weren't great on really either side of the basketball last year joey Zasar um had a, a disappointing season and he definitely needs to improve going into this year another guy for this michigan state team um that's really just got to play better basketball is gabe brown you know really just needs to shoot the ball more if he can be more productive get more shots to go down they're going to win more games granted obviously that's a you know <laughs> an obvious statement you score more points you're going to win more games but um that's really the the, the problem with this michigan state team they just got to find a way um to, to to produce more and i think a big part of that is going to be with tyson walker coming over from northeastern you know he was an absolute stud in the colonial um i think he's really going to help improve this michigan state team max christie is also a very talented shooter coming in as a freshman from michigan state and you know while i don't love michigan state in this matchup tom is a guy you can you can never really count out and you know um there's really nowhere to go but up you know michigan state is going to improve this season but they got a tough tough matchup on opening night here against kansas you know kansas is really only major loss going into the season is marcus garrett other than that they retain pretty much all the other talent they had last season not to mention remy martin coming over from arizona state huge ad for them um joseph youssef coming over from drake is also a huge ad for this team and well kansas has been quote unquote down the last several years you know the last three years they haven't necessarily lived up to the kansas standards you know they're they're still a you know four seed in the tournament it's not like that's <laughs> anything horrible that's still great for majority of teams in college basketball but you know kansas is obviously if they're not winning the big 12 um if they're not you know contending for a final four national championship it, it, it's a disappointing season offensively they struggled to produce last season um but one guy who you know really started to show out near the end of the season david mccormick um is a major guy to watch going into this season you know if he can um you know find himself and score points for this team they're going to be great you know this team um for kansas is one that they don't necessarily just have that one guy that one talented guy sure remy martin coming over and they do have you know very talented players but it's not like they're just you know loaded front heavy with one or two draft um lottery picks who, who are going to be leading the team this is a team that is built it's experienced and it's it's really built to win games in a big 12 that is very competitive you know Baylor, texas um even texas tech still um there are going to be competitive teams this season and, and it's not going to be an easy matchup for kansas 
by any means. But when we look at this game specifically taking on Michigan State, I think experience is going to be the key reason why Kansas, you know, plays a very good game um, on opening night. And, and if we're being quite honest, it's that experience that makes me love them so much in this game. Um, you, you know, they're a, they're a strong team. They're really the better team um, in this matchup. Um, and without Michigan State you necessarily having that time to get on the same page, I think it, it could be a slow start for them this season. Only time will tell what this Michigan State team, you know, is truly going to be this season, whether or not, you know, Tommy Zoe gets this team back on track and, um, you know, <laughs> makes a not have to play in the first four, you know, actually, you know, makes the tournament. Um, but as far as this game goes, I think Kansas cruises to a pretty easy victory like them minus four in this game. The second game on the card, Belmont taking on Ohio. Belmont enters the season 77th in the Kim Palm rankings, 52nd in the Hot Tibet Power Rankings. Ohio slightly worse, um, 115th in Kim Palm, 76th in the Hot Tibet Power Rankings. So uh, the Hot Tibet Power Rankings have both these teams, you know, very high when compared to Kim Palm. And I think they're going to be two very, very competitive teams, you know, two teams that are going to be at the top of their conference, no doubt. You know, Belmont is a contender in the Ohio Valley every year no matter who they have on the court, no matter who's their head coach, and really no matter what's going on with the team. And that's no different this year. You know, this team returns most of the production that they had on last year's team. Grayson Murphy, um, you know, was one of the best players in the country last year. You know, um, you can make an argument, you know, he was a top 10 player for sure um, for this team. And he's really just a guy who can seemingly average a triple double every game with relative ease and you know that having that talent on your team um really makes the ceiling for your offense especially just so so high um and as far as ohio goes you know it's not like they're a bad team obviously you know winning the mac last year and they enter as you know one of the max top teams against this year um but the loss of jason preston um you know 33rd pick in the nba draft is going to be a big one for this team no doubt sophomore mark spears um sophomore mark spears rather is going to you know um, need to step up and fill that point guard role but i think he's you know in a pretty prime position to do so you know he's, he's a very good player and um you know if he can just you know improve just a little bit there's no doubt in my mind that you know he can make a difference for ohio not to mention jason carter coming over from xavier um it's going to be an instant impact to this team um and it's a, it's an ohio team that's likely going to be hunting for a second strike mac title you know don't be surprised if um ohio cruises to the to the mac championship once again um but this is going to be one of their toughest opponents of the season. You know, um, looking at the non-conference schedule, yeah, they got to go play Kentucky. Yeah, they got to go play LSU. But um, this really is their third hardest matchup on that schedule. And um, it's one that's going to be very telling to how well this Ohio team is going to play this season. Um, and while this is a great team, I don't necessarily love them in this spot. You know, Belmont is just so experienced um, and it's really hard to see them just, you know, not being a great team. They've been a great team the last few years. You know, they've cruised to the Ohio Valley. Um, you know, it's it, they're you know, seemingly seems like they're going to do that. It's hard to picture any other team um, that can really contend with them. And I think in this matchup against Ohio, I, I, I love Ohio, but at the same time, I've never been the biggest Ohio fan. Um, and I think the experience on Belmont is really going to be key in this game. Give me them minus three in this game. Next game on the card, we got Toledo taking on Valparaiso. Toledo enters the season 116th in the Kim Palm rankings, 88th in the Hot Tippet Power rankings. Valparaiso 325, um, sorry, 235, can't talk in Kim Palm, 215 in the Hot Tippet Power rankings. So, you know, Toledo is, is, is obviously the higher ranked team, and for good reason. You know, this Valparaiso team, while they are okay, 
they're just nothing special. And if preseason's anything, you know, to tell what this Valpo team um, is going to be like, it's not good. You know, they went 0-2 in their preseason games, losses to Ashland and Flagger, um, who are, you know, games you got to win. I get it. It's preseason. You know, you're not necessarily playing starters. You're getting guys minutes and, and just experience. But if Valpo wants to contend in the Missouri Valley, those are, are, are games that they need to at least win. You know, they don't got to blow them out, but you got to have those wins um, in preseason, in my opinion. Sure, that could light a fire under them, um, but it's not necessarily a great outlook for this team. You know, um, one thing, important note, doesn't really matter betting-wise, but did find interesting, you know, just some, you pick up the little tidbits when you're doing all the, the preseason research. Do change their name to the Beacons this year, so no longer the Valpo Crusaders. They are now the Beacons as their official mascot. And it's a team that went very heavy in the in the transfer portal to you know try and boost up this roster. Trevor Anderson from Wisconsin, um, Thomas Mintner from Michigan State, and, and most notably, obviously Kobe King um, coming over from Wisconsin. You know, took a little bit of a stint in the G League, got the eligibility waiver, so he's going to be playing here for Valpo. And he's a guy who, who's really going to have to step up. And if this team is going to be good, it's going to be because of Kobe King. Granted, you know him not being in those preseason games is is a reason they probably lost him. You know, um, and it'll definitely help boost up against a Toledo team here but um, the turnover on this roster is definitely concerning I think it could be a slow start to the season for Valpo with so many transfers so many new guys I think it could be hard as far as Toledo goes you know it's a team I always love betting in the MAC they had a crazy good conference season last year 15 MAC wins um, most in school history and you know Todd Kowalski won coach of the year last season and I expect him to have another great here year this season Marlon Jackson you know is certainly going to be missed on this team but you know Ray J Dennis um, is definitely a huge pickup from Boise State that can you know help fill the shoes um, you know the the leadership role on this team certainly and there's just really, um, you know, very few teams that Toledo can't play against when they're playing their best ball. You know, when Toledo is playing as good as they can, they can really contend with anyone in the country. It doesn't mean necessarily they're going to win every game in those matchups, um, but they can be competitive. They can score points and, and they can really play teams close. And that's why I just love them so much going up here against a Valpo team that I'm really not super high on. I don't have super highly ranked and. Toledo's always just highly ranked and, and only minus four, even on the road on opening night. I love them here in this one. So give me Toledo minus four in this game. The next game on the card, Monmouth taking on Charlotte. Monmouth enters the season 230th in Ken Palm, 10, or 201 in the Hot Tippet Power Rankings. Charlotte 201 in Ken Palm, 205 in the Hot Tippet Power Rankings. So um, two very evenly matched teams headed into this season. And, you know, Monmouth had a very decent season last year. You know, looked like a, a pretty good team. Um, obviously, COVID rules in the MAC <laughs> definitely hurt this team. You know, it was, it was hard to, to find a strong, strong footing for them. Um, but, you know, they, they're a solid team. They go and pick up um, Shavir Reynolds from Seton Hall, Walker Miller from North Carolina, um, two guys who will be instant impacts on this team, not to mention Marcus McCallery, um, who was an absolute monster on the defensive side of the ball. Really, this Monmouth team has the pieces to be a great team, and I think they should be, um, you know, sort of a surprise team in the MAC that is, you know, um, almost certainly, you know, going to be a hard, hard conference to win for this Monmouth team, but it's a, it's a conference they can compete in no doubt as far as charlotte goes um you know ron sanchez really has not lived up to the hype that you know had you know people projecting him as um when they hired him you know this complete team completely fell apart down the stretch last season you know february and march you know looking at their schedule it was just you know <laughs> loss after loss and just blown games and, and really just games they should have won if they really want to be competitive and if they want to be you know where they want to be at with this team um they do 
add some guys in the transfer portal, got some recruits coming up. But the biggest issue, like a lot of teams, you know, going into the season, they don't necessarily have the experience. They haven't played together. I think it's going to be hard for them to jive and and really communicate well in the first few games of the season. You know, the first month or two of the season here, non-conference play, I think could be a rough one for them. Um, and then when Conference USA comes around, it's not like you know Charlotte's going to be near the top of that. They're they're just really not that great of a team. And well, Monmouth, you know, you can make the argument they might not be a great team in the MAC. I think they're going to be better. And I think in this game, especially even on the road, um, I think they get the victory and, and the four and a half points is what I'm taking. Um, but I definitely don't hate sprinkling the money line here, but taking the points here, give me Monmouth plus four and a half. Next up on the card, we got Pepperdine taking on Rice. For this Pepperdine team, enter the season 147th in Kim Palm, 132 in the Hot Tibet Power Rankings. Rice 144 in Kim Palm, 186 in the Hot Tibet Power Rankings. And I'm just not high on this Rice team. Um, you know, they they return almost everyone from last year, which, you know, goes with what I've been saying. You know, experience is really what I've been preaching going into the season. Bet on teams who are experienced. And, and Rice fits that. Um, but unfortunately, their defense is awful. Was last in Conference USA last year. I believe was last the year before that. And really, they just have not been a great team the last few seasons. You know, Scott Pura, um, who, who's entering his fifth year as head coach and, and looked like a decent hire when they hired him has yet to get over 500 through the first five years here. And and, and I don't know that it's going to be a whole lot better for Rice coming into this season, especially if that defense doesn't improve. Um, Max Edler, you know, is, is really good at scoring the ball, and he can, you know, break down opposing defenses. And, and this team isn't a horrible scoring team by any means, but the defense just scares me. And, and going up against the Pepperdine team, you know, that, that I <laughs> is ranked low in the West Coast the Conference, don't get me wrong, um, I think they can surprise a lot of people in that conference, though. You know, they're a team that that won the CBI last year, and, and I think that's something that can certainly build off of. Obviously, the loss of Colby Ross um, is a major one for this team, and, and without him, it, it, they lose a lot, a lot of production. Kessler Edwards um, is also a major loss for this team, and, and without those two guys, it, it's really hard to fill their shoes talent-wise. Um, but this bench especially is full of a lot of young guys, a lot of freshmen that can help fill their shoes, and I think as the season rolls on, um, we'll definitely build it up. Um, but one thing that I really love about this team, I think the defense is, you know, much better than Rice. And I think that is really what is going to propel them um, in this game. And, you know, they have a lot of work ahead of them. Don't get me wrong. They're a decent team that can definitely be great um, if they just, you know, get on the same page. And, and and while it's a little bit dangerous, baby betting, you know, inexperienced teams, especially on opening night, having not seen them. Um, I really think Pepperdine is in great shape going into the season. I think the defense steps up. I think a lot of these young guys um, really help fill the shoes that Ross and Edwards left. Um and I think they, you know, cover this spread. So I like Pepperdine plus five and a half against Rice. Next game on the card, Abilene Christian taking on Utah. Abilene Christian enters the season 172nd in the Ken Palm rankings, 106 in the Hot Tibet Power rankings. Utah 92nd in Ken Palm, 89th in the Hot Tibet Power rankings. And usually when I have this big of a discrepancy between my rankings and Ken Palm, I don't necessarily love it. But, you know, this is one team that I think Ken Palm is, is going to be wrong on when we look at them at the end of the season. Um, you know, Abilene Christian had a great great season last year 24 and 5 record you know that huge win over texas in the tournament and i don't know why they they can't build off of it obviously the loss of joe golding um is going to be huge you know whenever you lose your head coach it's hard to necessarily be as good the second year of the next year but you know he moves on to youtube youtube <laughs> utep um bet tanner takes over as the head coach but you know tanner is not a guy who is inexperienced with this team. You know, was a longtime assistant on this team, and like I've been preaching, you know, all video. Abilene Christian 
is a team that just has so much talent returning 10 players return from last year's team and you know with experience being such a major key to me um, it's really hard to ignore that going into this one I think it's a team that can surprise a lot of people and end up near the top of the whack this season for Utah you know also a new head coach hired you know two new head coaches in this game um, which is which is what I think boosts a little bit on Abilene Christian you know Craig Smith obviously coming over from Utah State a Utah State team that I you know bet on all the time I absolutely love that Utah State team I love Craig Smith and, and I think Utah will be a good team you know and he brings a couple guys with him Raleigh Waster Marco Anthony come over from Utah State also had some other talent in the transfer portal and and like I said the the concern that I continue to have the lack of experience granted this Utah team's a little bit different because they have the you know college basketball NCAA experience they just don't necessarily have the the chemistry between each other um you know a lot of these guys haven't played with each other and 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 while you know we had full off season this year obviously we didn't have as many restrictions that we had the year before um it's still going to be a hard jive going up against a team that is you know very you know familiar with each other as Abilene Christian is and Utah and the Pac-12 it's going to be a tough uphill battle for them all season and um while I love them I, I think they can definitely make a run I think Craig Smith is going to have some success here at Utah on opening night giving up nine and a half points it's very very hard for me to bet that on Utah I think Abilene Christian easily covers that spread give me Abilene Christian plus nine and a half against Utah Making her way down the games, we are back to the Champions Classic. Final game of the night, Kentucky taking on Duke. Also, obviously, at Madison Square Garden. Um, Kentucky enters the season 17th in the Ken Palm rankings, 26th in the Hot Tibet Power rankings. Duke, 10th in Ken Palm, 13th in the Hot Tibet Power rankings. So, you know, both these teams are, are, are in desperate need of better seasons from what we had last year. Let's be honest, Kentucky was trash last year. They were not a very, very good, they were, I mean, they were not a good team um, at all. Um, Calipari led this team to a 9-16 record, his worst year since 1989 at UMass. So, there's really nowhere to go but up for Kentucky um, and for a down year for pretty much all the blue bloods across the board. You know, Duke didn't have a great year. Michigan State didn't have a great year. Granted, UCLA made the, the final four, so I guess you can kind of throw them out a little bit. But, um, you know, Kentucky was by far the worst of the worst as far as Blue Bloods went last year. Um, but their experience this year, go and add um, Davidson transfer, Kellen Grady, um, you know, which will give a much needed boost to the offensive, you know, side of the ball for Kentucky. Oscar Tawa um, from West Virginia is another huge add to this team, not to mention Ty Ty Washington. Coming in as a freshman will, you know, obviously be an instant impact for this team and you know all the veteran leadership on this team um will go a long way with you know getting kentucky back to the top and um and really trying to control an sec that is just so so competitive right now um but i also question with so many transfers so many new guys coming in how long will it take for this team to to you know have that chemistry and really jive with each other um as far as duke goes Obviously, you know, the Coach K retirement tour starts tonight. You know, the, the milking of that basically every game he goes to, the the celebration or whatever you want to call it everywhere he plays um, starts tonight. And, and it's it's definitely something you got to remember and you can't, you know, overlook. Um, but, you know, he did go 13 and 11 last year, one of his worst years um, for this Duke team. Plano Bonchero um, obviously is going to be a major piece for this team's success this year and you know he's you know predicted to be a, a potential number one overall pick obviously a lottery pick no doubt um mark williams also you know another key player to this team not to mention well and more um another guy who can you know step up and shoot the ball for this team so talent wise 
I think Duke is, you know, as loaded as ever, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to really bet against Duke ever. And I think when it comes to, to them versus Kentucky, they're two teams that have talent, no doubt, you know, their blue blood teams are always going to get the recruits. They're always going to get some guys coming in in the transfer portal. Um, but I think the, the chemistry for Duke, um, is going to be a little bit better. You know, they had far less turnover than Kentucky did heading into the season. Um, obviously, I think Duke is going to have the more polished defense in this game. And let's be honest, when it comes right down to it, when you got Calipari and Coach K going at it for what will probably be the last time unless they somehow, you know, meet up in the postseason, um, it's really hard for me to bet against coach k in that spot you know um i think if you think if you if you don't like coach k if you don't like this duke team i'd probably just lay off this game but um really i i i can't bet against duke in this spot i don't like this duke team i really don't like kentucky either and and to be quite honest i don't love this game um but i think coach k kicks off the the, the farewell tour with a win um and i think duke does surprise a lot of people this year i think they get back to the top of the mountain granted i don't think kentucky will be far behind them but um i like Kentucky or i like duke to win this opening night matchup Give me them minus one in this game. And that is it for opening night of the college basketball season. Got a big ass card. Don't get me wrong. It's it's a lot of picks, a lot of a lot of stuff going on tonight. Um, and, and we'll definitely you know have picks all the way through the season. But I'm so excited for college basketball season. My favorite time of the year, not to mention college football season, is you know ramping up and, and we're getting down to the wire. Um, and NFL is going crazy. So. If you want to see picks for all of that, head over to hot2best.com. Check out all of that on the website. If you're not already following me at hot2bestchris on Twitter and Instagram, make sure you follow me there so you don't miss out on any college basketball action all season long. Also, follow me on the Best Stamp app where you get early access to all the picks. The second I record each video, um, I drop the picks out on Best Stamp so you can get um, you know the best lines possible. Um, also, follow the Hot to Best main account on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok to stay up to date on all the computer model stuff. As well as if you're watching here on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future content and most importantly drop a comment down below let me know who you guys are betting on for opening night of college basketball and thanks for watching today's video i will see you guys tomorrow